Another episode of 699 per pound podcast. Hey. It's your host, J. Key Cho, whose online personality and real life personality runs in the parallel universe. 100% in sync. 1000. So we're over here at Canal Street Market, listening party, and the Canal Street Radio Room. And as always, I have my lovely co host, JoJo. JoJo Parquet. But yo, shout out to Anchor, you know what I mean? You can now make monetary contributions by subscribing on Help a monthly basis. Poor. You know what I'm saying? Yo, if you could buy $15 drinks in K-Town, mm-hmm. actually, if you could buy 16 shots of $16 tequilas, then yo, I think you could pay $5 a month and support us. So if you're listening to this episode right now, make sure you screen grab it. You know what I mean? Put it on your IG story. And yo, make sure you DM us, call us, you know, not call us, but email us, yes. or DM us, whatever that you want to talk to us about. Um, oh, yo, be also, discovered. I noticed that like our gram follower, uh, you know, like I think 800 followers is cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're grateful for that, yeah, of course. But, but we can go, we can go I think, higher. I think we could go a little higher. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think we would genuinely appreciate that. So, yo, if we get to a thousand followers, you know what I'm saying? What is like the caveat? Like, what do the listeners get? They can dress Jakey in whatever they want. What about we dress JoJo in whatever they want? Oh, yeah. You have to go a week without a bucket hat. I have to go a week without yeah, a, a whole bucket week. hat? Or a be- you, no hats. No hats no for hats. a week? No hats for a week. You can, you know, flash your righteous hairline. <laughs> My hairline is glamorous. I know. Yo, if we reach a thousand followers on the gram. Yeah, we're going to switch lives for a week. We're going to switch mm-hmm. lives. I'm going to start talking like, meow. Be like, oh, so cute. <laughs> I'm going to start talking like this. You know what I'm Mad saying? Mad righteous. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So she's gonna wear a bucket hat. I'm gonna wear no bucket hat. No for a bucket week. hat. I Thousand followers. Totally Come on, let's go. Let's go. So on that note, um, Jojo, how was your day today? So my day, I'm gonna be a hundred percent real with all of our listeners. Was really, really pretty rough. Mm. Yeah, I came here and I was like. All I want to do is go home. I don't want to do this freaking recording with, you know, my Excuse favorite me, people in the whole wide world, Excuse which is my me. hot team. Um, you know, you don't make it easy, Jakey. I'm mm. just like, I'm going to have to like talk to this guy for another hour. Oh, no, likewise. Oh, God. Like, yo, it takes a lot out of me, but I'm, I'm, t- I'm trying it as like a test of my fortitude. Yeah, this unicorn energy. I could, <laughs> yeah. only, I could only take a so big much. Big unicorn likewise. energy. Mm. I mean, you have multiple things that you have to commit to. Right. But we obviously have this podcast that we're passionate passionate about mm-hmm. um you know and we have social commitments and sometimes it's just it's it's totally burned out and i just want to like disappear and just kind of like say no to all my commitments and today was just one of those days it was really really hard um if any of our listeners have advice in dealing with these kind of gloomy days so what, what happened specifically <laughs> that was the tipping point that made you feel like shit yeah it's not that it's it's definitely a tipping point because it's like things that i experience often and i think this could be said for a lot of people that are you know um like minorities in their field of just not feeling as appreciated or mm. you know when um our company like maybe maybe works with a brand that we don't per- just you know in particular agree with or um there are like microaggressions at work and we don't really feel protected by hr like as much mm. as you know from day to day it kind of adds up and you know sometimes i do feel like being the angry asian woman and speaking up you know you kind of tokenize as like the social justice warrior just because like you know maybe you say hey that was kind of messed up that you called me priscilla and not joanne because there's literally the only other asian person in the room and we've been mm. working together for three years but they're like the oh. other asian is priscilla yeah oh uh, shit yeah Yo, shout to priscilla that's fucked up i know but you know like things like that and i was just you know sometimes we'll beat you down like some days you can like have it roll off your back to be like you know what this happens at every company 
you know i have my friends and people that i feel purposeful with and i you know this is this is just my job and you can kind of compartmentalize right but like there are certain days where you're just like why am i putting up with this you know like why do i have to you know i have a community and like a platform where we talk about these things openly and then there are people who truly understand but then to be at work it where you're around people who don't it's definitely you feel like you're living like a double life almost so so okay so as somebody who is not in a corporate setting mm-hmm. you know what i mean i kind of I'm, i have a lot more flexibility in terms of how i you know plan yeah. out my week yeah so it's hard for me to speak on what you are going through because mm-hmm. I'm not in like a room full of people. Like I could fart whenever the fuck I want. <laughs> sure. You know what I'm yeah. Like yeah. You know. So how do you? Why do you want to stay in an environment that you don't necessarily feel like you're happy about? Yeah, and that's the thing too. It's like it's not. It's not like I'm happy every single day because like there are certain wins, you know, especially at work, like when a story that I'm really passionate about gets greenlit or Mm. I'm giving new responsibilities where I can give people a platform. Those are the wins. And I remember I try to remember and not forget because you remember more of your losses and your wins sometimes. So just being mindful of that, being mindful that there are other people at work who might not be the boss at the moment, but then are bosses themselves in terms of like the things that they do outside of work and they have values that I respect and that I get to work with them. So, so, and okay. Also, I think, okay, ultimately, I was talking to my friend Jane about this, Jane Kim, people who create content to be diverse, there has to be diverse people in the room of course. making those decisions and creating spaces for those people. Of course, yeah. So that was always like my thinking of like, I'm going to go up that way and my success in the corporate world hopefully will provide, will be like I have a trickling effect. Mm-hmm. But the road to getting there is, you know, really, really hard because you have to pick your battles on like who to call out or when to say, hey, that was fucked up because at the end of the day, I'm the bottom of the totem pole or like right. mid bottom <laughs> you know yeah so, yeah, yeah nah but that's exactly like i think you kind of raised a few points that i agree with mm-hmm. where i've experienced myself okay, right so yeah. like when you said um those moments that you felt like uh you know those 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 highlighted moments you work every day mm-hmm. to re- to to basically revisit those highlighted moments mm-hmm. right like so when you hit like a triple double in a game or but you know that bullshit is going to be ongoing it totally and right. and i think it's like there and there are days where i get confused of like i can choose to be like a victim i can choose to see this as a negative way because you know people say it's like the best of times the worst of times right like it can always be seen in in the bad way you can always ninja the situation so it's not working out for you or you can ninja a situation so you feel like you know what this is a learning opportunity or hey like I'm, I have quote maybe I have bad management you know what then I know how to be a good manager when right. I'm like in that position also sometimes getting out of uh just just out of outside of yourself and like when i talk to certain people who are like hey like i love that you're doing this or hey i just saw that story and like Mm. it was you right and and you have to kind of look outside yourself to be like oh my god like we being like that was a good episode thanks good job and like we kind of take it for granted right so like when we see another amazing review we're like oh my god people or we forget people are listening to this Mm. like bi-weekly weekly and we're making a difference and we're making them think and ask questions so regarding that particular yeah. point have you ever felt like if jojo yeah the individual mm-hmm. is no longer at great big story a subsidiary of cnn <laughs> uh-huh. who are you yeah because you're jojo from great big story mm-hmm. that's yeah. how people know you mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure a lot of opportunities come your way because of that, mm-hmm. because of the brand name that you're attached to it. Yeah. But once you are stripped of that brand name, mm-hmm. what are you? You ever had that feeling? I think I had that feeling a long time ago when I worked at MTV and mm. my really close friend got like majorly like effed over. And it was one of those permanent situations that's notorious <laughs> I know, for right? Viacom. No, no, no. It was, it was somebody who was so talented, a person of color, 
you know, there was change in management. I am not my job. You know, I get to go home, sleep well, knowing that I'm a good person, that I'm smart, I'm talented, I have a beautiful family. I live in a really, you know, beautiful home like that I built and there's really nothing wrong with the situation. Mm. And I was just like so confused of like, how are you not upset? Like you just, because I felt like the job was so much in your identity. Mm. Um, and I think after like seeing that happen and since then he has been thriving. Like right. he is a SVP at another major media company. Right. And for me, I was just kind of like, you know, you just have to like stay a good person and just like fight through. And I think even like starting this podcast or some of the community work that I do, mm. like when I work with my girlfriends to like, you know, put together a panel or like, like just talk to people and mentor people. I think it's like realizing that I am a whole person. Like I'm not just my job. I'm like a daughter. I'm a girlfriend. I am a podcast host. I'm a community builder. Like allowing yourself to have that multitude i got to see you guys and then we're gonna have an amazing recording i'm gonna mm. go home being like you know work was kind of shit but we got another episode we're gonna bang it out and mm. it's, it's great you're compartmentalizing right so i think okay so i think you answered a part of that question so what i did realize was that the job especially if you're a young person um that has quote unquote a cool job a job with a brand value mm -hmm. uh, and because once you are removed from that job you become irrelevant or less needed by yeah, a lot of people people see you as utility yeah, of like what can you do you for as me somebody who could provide for you. yeah and to be honest i'm guilty of that too you know what i'm saying like if a homie works somewhere that makes sense for this opportunity that i'm trying to pursue of course like i'm trying to have a conversation with you yeah you know yeah so when i had that right. realization and then i realized like yo time is finite mm -hmm. you know time is money and yo um i think i said this not too long ago man wrinkles take away opportunities you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so like basically the older you get the less opportunities that's gonna become knocking your way yeah so when i had that realization i was like yo fuck this job you know yeah. what i'm saying i think i want to create a brand for myself mm -hmm. that a job can't define my brand yeah j key defines j key you know what i'm saying okay like nothing else can define j key yeah you know what i'm saying so when i had that realization i was like i'm done with this shit yeah i'm never gonna work for one singular entity anymore yeah you know what i mean thing where it's hard for you to like when people are like so what do you do like yeah. at a cocktail party are yeah. you just like hmm i mean I <laughs> how do i that? prioritize yeah of course i, I mean I'm a, I'm a human being yeah you know what i mean i have self-doubt sometimes mm -hmm. i think that uncertainty about categorizing yourself yeah. into one particular box um it comes from lack of self-confidence or lack of self-understanding of what you do and oftentimes i think it really has it really comes from uh, lack of uh, lack lack of a monetary stability. Mm -hmm. You know, because if your money's right, mm -hmm. like let's say if I'm making millions and millions of dollars each year, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like if I don't have like one particular job title, yeah, for sure. Like you, the loser. You're mm -hmm. like so and so for so and so. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I'm like over here doing all these different things, and I'm making way more money than you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of where. Uh, that lack of self-confidence comes from. So when somebody who's like, I don't know, somebody who's making like six figures at like a bank job, it was like, yo, so what do you do? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, you, and they're like, ah, fuck, like I'm doing all these different things, but have I gained the self-confidence and the financial stability um, and a lot more understanding of myself because I've had that experience at an earlier point in my 20s? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think I'd rather go through that. I, I kind of had a feeling like I'd rather go through that at an earlier age yeah. than going through that at an older age. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for you, like, so do you feel like you've gotten closer to that, like, one sentence answer of, like, I'm Jakey and I am? Yeah, I mm -hmm. think I'm getting closer. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, of course, I'm not there yet. Yeah. You know, but I think I'm getting closer. Yeah. I'm getting to that point where I could just say, what you do? It's mm -hmm. like me mm -hmm. yeah you know what i'm saying yeah google me son yeah you know what i mean so we i mean i talked about like you know working with people and like sometimes you do, don't feel like you have a lot of control like now you have experience like being a freelancer and you can be kind of just 
you can pick and choose the people you work with like based on like oh this, you know what whatever opportunity comes i need to take it i think it's a half and half you yeah. know what i'm saying because i'm 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 not like i'm like uh how should i put it my mind state at all times is like that animal waiting for hibernation leading okay. up to hibernation so I'm always trying to stock up. Yeah. I'm always trying to save. I'm I'm like the little squirrel looking for like every piece of acorn. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, you know, like the hunter and gatherer that yeah. needs to like go out hunting every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if I don't hunt, I don't eat. Yeah. You know? But of course, like the goal is for uh, for me to stock up enough yeah. that it gives me dividends and yeah. it gives me residuals mm-hmm. and things from other sources that doesn't necessarily need me to go out hunting every day perhaps yeah you know and that's interesting too because if speaking of you know corporate versus jakey aka freelancer life it's like in the corporate world at least there's kind of like clear path and like a checkoff thing right. in order for you to, to get to the next step right like for me i'm like i want to be a senior manager right you want to eventually yeah. get on the c-level exactly you know? yeah, and here sure. are the things that i have to do but then for you like you have to decide for yourself a, a person without goals or a list of goals mm-hmm. is like a person like walking around in the wilderness with no maps <laughs> or no compass yeah. you know what i'm saying like i think every year like i try to like set myself but my i, I try to set humble goals mm-hmm. for yearly yeah but then on a five-year plan 10-year plan i try to set more grander mm-hmm. goals you know what i'm saying um on a yearly goal it could be as small as like yo, i want to climb a big mountain mm-hmm. you know or yeah. like yo each month i want to make a certain amount like if i did the math at the end of the year mm-hmm. i want to be able to like i have like sales goals yeah like nice you yeah know what i mean so yeah. i kind of try to hit that mark you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so um, I think that's the only way for you to like kind of keep yourself because I'm like I'm basically my own company. Boss, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm my own conglomerate. Mm-hmm. People making the decisions. Of course, having the talent pool is important. Yeah. But people that are making the decisions are not always the ones with the talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or in front of the camera. Yeah. So. Um, but they can make more of like a mi- macro change. Yeah, exactly. Like, like a- for instance, like. Jane hooked me up with some um, uh, Hendrix gin mm-hmm. for like my um, alumni launch event. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she fucking pulled through with like 20 bottles of Hendrix gin mm-hmm. because that was a client for um, Team Epiphany. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like Jay Key, mm-hmm. young entrepreneur opening a store in Flushing Queens. Mm-hmm. All right, here, like I'm going to send you some Hendrix gin so you ain't got to worry about copping liquor. Yeah. Bomb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you're, you just, you feel that support. Yeah, you, you know? feel that support. It, or even like, you know um our friend jason kim who was mm-hmm. on our podcast yeah. before like he works for yeah. that are also like very active in their respective fields and talented and he gives them opportunities to get bags from these big conglomerates mm-hmm. and in return he gets to also create content for his own company you know what i'm saying for so, sure it's like a win-win yeah it's a win-win situation mm-hmm. you know like so i think it's vital yeah. to have more people like ourselves in these corporate settings yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah, and even just like being in those rooms, like you notice that like they're going to be more careful about what they say mm. or, you know, they can't like I remember one time there was like this client, like it was actually a Chinese company where uh they wanted like a host, but they were like, "Oh, but we don't want um we don't want a an Asian host." Basically, yeah, they wanted a non-Asian, not black, they, basically a white host, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what they want. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they they think global means white. Exactly. So they want white faces in their fucking campaigns and What were they saying before? Like when we weren't in these rooms. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yo, we want to make sure she's white, she's <laughs> Eastern yeah. European. Yeah. You know. You no know, blonde hair, blue eyes yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, so it was it's like it's definitely important to be in those rooms and like to have those conversations sometimes mm. and um I, I talked about this the woman named kelly lee before who was like the head of talent at disney like who really helped green light like blackish and fresh off the boat because right, right, right. she founded this uh program where she would get all these poc actors right and another woman is like lisa nishimura who is uh head of Japanese. netflix yeah acquisitions at netflix she does comedy and documentaries oh maybe she mm-hmm. acquired bad rep uh, maybe I perhaps. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah because it, uh, Ken, no, Kevin Iwashima mm-hmm. was the name of 
our agent. Nice. Yeah. Who's a gay Japanese American man、mm-hmm. from California.、Mm-hmm. So he was like, I will pick you guys up. Yeah. I think she was kind of helming that kind of renaissance of documentaries and comedy.、Mm. And her just being a woman of color, like, I think she, there was a lot more、um, the thought about making sure these. People were diverse, you know?、Right. Like, she's putting Ali Wong on the front page. She's、mm. putting, like,、um, you know, Safat Asi with Samin Nose Rat on. She's not a conventional cook star, but、right. she's putting that. And I think those, that's something is like a North Star to me of just like, oh, you know, she literally started out at Netflix just like doing the DVD buying, like just buying like old stock DVDs from right, like right, blockbusters right. going out of business. And she worked her way up to this position. Right, right. So that's really inspiring. So you're big. Yeah, I think that's important. I think that's what we try to do with this podcast, too.、Mm. Like, we bring in people who are, you know, established in their field who tend to be underrepresented、mm. because we want our listeners to have an example of, like,、right. oh my gosh, I like, didn't know anyone who looked like me who did this before. Now I do. Right, right, right. Now I feel you.、Mm-hmm. I feel you. I mean, we, we were talking about like work culture,、um, corporate culture versus、yeah. like. Freelance, freelance culture. Freelance lifestyle,、mm-hmm. I guess.、Um, what are some like pros that you would say about being in this corporate environment that you might not necessarily enjoy all the time? All the time, I think. What are some pros that you know, well, you could share with the Well, the fact that you, can, you have a team. So, like, I have. Not just consistent checks and a nice healthcare benefit. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, I lived all my life with that. So, I don't even know what it's like to, like,、mm. not have it, not have healthcare, not have all those things. Got you. So, that's probably a different type of anxiety. But for me, like, a pro is that you have a team. So, you can take a vacation and, like, not check your phone.、Mm. You can, like, turn off. And, like, especially if you have a great team, like, you know, I, I, I talk about having a bad day at work, but my direct team, I love them so much.、Mm. And、uh, I can really count on them. And、Trying、I. Trying to backtrack? And on just my team, like, my direct team, shout out to Tevin, shout out to Ben.、Um, And we're all like people of color. All, everyone in my team is a person of color.、Mm. So th- it's like preaching to the choir to them.、Um, but so having that is really awesome. On the flip side, it's like, you know, you can't let your team down. So even if you're like having a bad day or you want to drag your feet, like you don't want to be that person who's holding everybody back or honestly like contributing to a low morale. So there is an extent of like you have to kind of keep it to yourself and you can only like vent about it to your friends. That's a pro and a con. Another one is that.、Uh, what, what would be another one? Oh, I think we talked about this actually in, during Chelsea White's episode.、Um, remember when. Episode three, Chelsea yeah, White. Make sure、out. you listen to that. Yes. So you guys were kind of bonding over that, that freelancer life, of, and, and Chelsea kind of jokingly was like, I wish I was like an accountant where. I could do my job. I could clock in and clock out,、mm. go home and sleep. And don't think knowing, about it. Yeah, knowing that I did everything that I need to do for the day. Right. right?、Um, and for me, there is an element of that in terms of just like, you know, you, I turn off my computer and I'm just like, I have certain requests. I can just respond to them tomorrow. Like,、right. I'm just paying, I'm getting paid for this, 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 and I did that.、Mm. But then, freelancer, I can imagine that you're like, there can be so much more that you can do, be doing like every single day. Or checking other things off the list, or you know, fetching that paycheck and then you follow up with that person to make sure you're getting paid. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Nah, for sure.、Mm-hmm. I, think, I think you kind of nailed it.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's I mean, like the biggest pro and con. And me, you guys know that I have, I'm pretty anxious. Like, I get, I'm an extreme warrior. So, it's nice to have this like st- stable component to it. Like, I don't think a full on freelancer life is for me because of my personality. What if you have your own business? I think that's like even more anxiety. My, I, my mom always talks about it because she's like, being a chewing, being the owner is like, You make the most money, obviously. You're copying everything, but there is so much pressure. I mean, yeah, you're taking the most money because you're taking the biggest risk. Yeah, exactly. Because for her, so she used to be an owner and she kind of stopped because she was thinking about it constantly. And think, you know, you're also responsible for other people, getting other employees paid and everything. And she's like, I just didn't want to deal with that anymore. Like, I would rather make less and just like turn my brain off in that moment. 
and also it's not necessarily your money so you're you're not like lamenting over something every day whereas mm. if you're an owner you're just, you're thinking about that like ah like that shitty sales day or yeah. all that stuff and and i think that's kind of what a lot of employees don't understand about owners is yeah. that yo like whatever shit that you're going through mm-hmm. mentally like all the worries that you know maybe the pressure that you're mm-hmm. going through your owner is probably going through way more than you absolutely because they got to figure out how the fuck they're gonna pay you yeah you know and mm-hmm. pay you pay the vendor pay themselves mm-hmm. pay all the fucking overhead yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and yeah that's kind of why like you know when imp- I, you know i'm an employee i was an employee but now i'm also in a sense an owner of some things and um it's kind of i kind of see two sides of the coin you know what i mean i kind of understand where the owners come from now mm-hmm. you know now yeah. that i have like people that in my head i'm like i'm trying my best to make sure that you're good yeah but you just want the sweet shit yeah like <laughs> because i'm not saying like you did a good job yeah mm-hmm. because fuck i'm paying you so i expect this shit mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying <laughs> But then again, like I do not want to work under you. You know what I mean? But if you're not like returning, because yo, life is all about take, uh, you know, give and take. If I'm giving you this, I expect something in return. Mm -hmm. Nothing in the world is free. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, you know, but on that note, I mean, I want to talk about the pros, the cons of being an independent, uh, owner or yeah. uh you know freelancer like i mean you could be an independent person that has a lot of bread and you could pay for your own health care have your phone mm-hmm. 1k and all of that but yeah. if you're just like starting off like if you're just like straight from the straight from like nothing no mm-hmm. investment you're like figuring this shit on your own like yeah for the first few years like you have no health care you don't yeah. understand how this shit works mm-hmm. um and that's another reason why I kind of like encourage. like a 401k. Yeah, that's why I encourage a lot of people to start off this shit early on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when you're Until 35, you're like yeah. un- when you're tw- 35 and you're trying to start your own business and you don't understand like how this healthcare system works. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, like you never even lived in a moment when you didn't mm-hmm. have that over your head. Yeah. Like, yo, you don't, you wouldn't know I wouldn't what the know. fuck yeah. to do. Yeah. You know? So. Because I started off early and I lost my healthcare <laughs> when I was in an early age. I mean, I'm 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 like you know I'm like covered now, but yeah, you know, you start like, you know, you're younger, so the the the, the risk of like yeah of you know the risk of something happening to you is less. So I definitely encourage. I definitely would tell people like yo, if you're trying to like fucking go out in the wilderness and do your thing, yo start start early while you're start yeah. early you know what i mean start early when you can mm-hmm. but yeah that's definitely a con man that's that's another reason why i'm so um i'm a strong advocate of see i don't even like it when people say it's universal health care okay or medicare for all mm-hmm. like that shit doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. you know what i mean like health coverage is like water b mm-hmm. like yeah. how the fuck is that shit a privilege yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like that shit Especially should be like, like the road, yeah. the police, yeah. ambulance. That shit is just be a common yeah. thing for all of us. Mm-hmm. And when motherfuckers are like, oh, they taking care of like <laughs> fucking private health care. Motherfucker, you could afford private health care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that shouldn't even be a second thought. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's why like I feel like, yo, when I when I see some of my homies in like parts of Asia that has like, you know, pretty decent freelance careers, they kinda has like, you know, the cost of living is a little cheaper. I feel like they're able to do all of that because of things like having universal yeah. health care over yeah. there. It's like that hierarchy of needs, right? Yeah. Like when you have those needs met, then you can kind of flourish in like different ways. Because you're not worrying. You're not and thinking about all yes, of that. Yeah, You're totally. not spending like a fucking couple hundred dollars a month for Obamacare. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I was just on a group chat with some Korean ladies and we were talking about um, how our parents like my parents for example they'll fly to korea to get the konggangamjin yeah you know like the full body yeah, checkup full body checkup yeah and it's like it's cheaper for them to buy a ticket to go to korea yeah. on like even like prime days yeah and to take that whole thing and then come back than to do it here what? how much is it gonna cost like okay a round trip <laughs> mm-hmm. from la is what thirteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. right and then a full body checkup for a non-korean mm. it's probably like 
like six, seven, eight hundred dollars, right? Yeah, so that's two K. Yeah, in the beautiful facility, a beautiful clean, facility, like super nice state nurses, of the art. Talks to you in like all the nice tones and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you try to do the full body checkup in America. I think it's gonna cost you about ten k. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's about ten k if yeah. you do it in like a nice hospital. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? It, it and I'm talking like crazy. fucking X-ray scans. Yeah. Like they fucking stick a needle up in your asshole. Yeah. You, you know can't what I mean? eat like, for a few days. Yeah. Because so, they, they, they clean literally up the like do every part of your body. Bro. Yes. And they do that shit. If you're a citizen, mm-hmm. like if you're a Korean citizen, I think you could get it done for like a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's wild to me. It's to you. Yeah. yeah. That's wild to it's me, It's crazy. So yeah, that's one of the cons. <laughs> that's a major con. That's a major, major con, con of like trying to be your own boss. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? In America. But the pro, mm. see, that's what, I, that's what I think like this country is so money driven. Mm-hmm. So it's that's why it's a country that allows people to be entrepreneurs and make a lot of money mm-hmm. because the con- the country is structured for people to be business owners. Like for instance, right? Like I call somebody with a full-time corporate job. Mm-hmm. I I consider them having glass wallets. Mm-hmm. Because I could see through how much you make. Mm, uncle I see. uncle 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 Sam, you know what I mean, could fucking see exactly how much you have yeah. in your bank account. Yeah. Because you report it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if you're a business owner in America, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. you could write off everything. Uh-huh. Technically. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. And a lot of, the system is designed for people to write off everything. Mm-hmm. Technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, let's say you and I, like, live together. Mm-hmm. Um, we could be a couple where we could not be Nightmare. a couple. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm a, I'm a very clean person. Same, I same, cook same. and all that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, we started our LLC. Yeah. You know, it could be fucking, I don't know what kind of services, like phone, uh, a morning encouragement calls. Okay. Whatever. Some stupid ass yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, Like a sur- any yeah. made up service. And then, and then we have our house, right, mm-hmm. that we co-share. Yeah. And we could call that an office. Mm-hmm. Groceries that we cop, office supplies. The furniture that we cop, office decor. Mm-hmm. Meeting room. Mm-hmm. You know? The what? U- the Ubers that Business we take. This time. You know, okay, the uh-huh. Ubers that we take. Meetings. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Like, the fucking gas that we spend for a road trip upstate meetings mm-hmm. research mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like, yeah you could write off so much shit interesting this is just like a small this is a hypothetical right this is all hypothetical okay i'm not saying you need it's, to do it's this not <laughs> but you know i'm saying that it's in, it in is the, out there in the universe i'm not somebody necessarily does this, saying wink, that wink. i do this mm. but it is out there wink, you wink. know mm-hmm. it is out there great um so yeah that's another that's and then also and then on, on top of that like I, I understand what you said about being a boss right because mm. being a boss yes you get to dictate your own hours yeah. yes you get to um you know create your let your own ideas like a lot of you don't have as much barriers about yeah. letting your own like ideas, red tape yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah like to let that flourish so that's a big pro because for someone like me like i'm like yo it's it fucking kills me inside yeah, whenever you're like, doer. my ideas mm-hmm. get killed. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't I don't just take that lightly. Mm-hmm. So I, I you know, if I have a finite amount of time on earth, I'd rather make that time go the route that I wanted to see go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of like somebody telling me, nah, don't go to that route. It's like fuck you. How do you know? You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Even if I fuck up, I'd rather find out by yeah, myself. By yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Instead of somebody telling me that you're gonna fuck up, you mm-hmm. know. But so that's a pro okay right? so yeah. i could like wake up at 12 12 o'clock watch the latest episode of top boy for an hour mm-hmm. and then write emails until 2 a.m in the morning mm-hmm. i could do that yeah you know but the con is like you said yo man that shit is a lot of fucking pressure yeah try to like run your own thing because mm-hmm. if you don't work you don't eat mm-hmm. you know if you work in a corporate environment shit you could like write like PTO 20 emails days. yeah write emails for like three hours mm-hmm. and then bullshit for like an hour of mm-hmm. lunch break if you smoke you go out for a cigarette break you know what i mean and then like shit the new intern could probably do like half the shit that you were given to do <laughs> uh-huh. put together excel sheets and then mm-hmm. you take the credit mm-hmm. and then at the end of the week you're like oh shit it was such a long day yeah you know and when it's time for the fucking annual report you're just going you know if you're like <laughs> you're if you're good with words especially you know like a lot of these uh middle america white kids that has always like spoke back to their parents mm-hmm. yo they're nice with the words man like mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yo, 
for you go sure. to those meetings with them yo like those annual reviews yo they talk like they done all the work and exactly. shit exactly you know yeah, yeah 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 and then like we <laughs> ages we grew up thinking like, like yo like now nah, you can't really talk yeah. over your adults so you become mad that's mm-hmm. you're like oh man i don't know if i should take credit for everything that i've done yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying you got it's a, whoever says it first honestly yeah yeah whoever you has the loudest get more voice in the mm-hmm. meeting room yeah these motherfuckers act like yo they didn't all the work and shit you know yeah. what i'm talking about i know who you're talking about and honestly i've kind of adopted some of that behavior like it's kind of like survival mode yeah. right like if you don't if you don't do it they're it, gonna do it exactly and they're gonna take your credit exactly and then shit they're gonna get your fucking um they're gonna be senior before you do exactly yeah get and more vacation days so i got such amazing advice from my mother so she number one she said don't be good at something you don't want to do and don't let other people know that you're good at it because if once they find out they're gonna just keep making you do it and being like but you're so good at it right yeah for for my mom's case it was like um you know in in korean housewives they have to like iron the men's shirts Mm. before they go to someone she was like i would burn all your dad's shirts so he'd never ask me to do it again and i was like oh that's why that's why you did that oh shit yeah my mom my mom's kind of crazy but i love you mom. oh that, she, she's kind of wild man yeah but then um he's she's jakey's type no but uh she, so i would like i, I wouldn't even if the, something came across my lap like an assignment right mm. and i'd be like i could be a you know that helpful employee that's like let you know i can do it i can do it you know i can do it very very fast like i've done this before right but once you start doing that shit they yeah. just get used to it yeah they don't appreciate you anymore yeah. so i i started not like volunteering myself for certain things even though like i knew i'd be good at it if i wasn't interested right. and uh, number two is this is another gem from mom park but she was saying that look at award seasons right like academy awards or grammys or something you know everyone's always like trying to release their music at a certain window of time while they'll be remembered because when that hit comes out like all the hits from like the beginning of the year like people already forgot about it Mm. so she was just like so instead of working like you know 100 percent like all throughout just put in like 60 70 percent until like three months or four months before you want to get promoted and haul ass mm. basically she's like basically like you know just like run at a good pace and then sprint at the end and finish strong it's, like, it's basically like that whole um college recommendation yeah. letter situation <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean like you could be a fuck up from a <laughs> freshman to like end of junior year yeah last well now hold up end of like the first quarter yeah. of the junior year yeah and then the, for the last four months, motherfuckers are like, oh, I'm going to run for student council. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, you never even cared about this shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm going to be like the fucking head of the ballet club. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, like, so in the beginning, you can kind of like be like, yeah, I'll just do like a couple emails and like mm. have like a chill. But then like towards the times when it matters, like you really haul ass yeah. because, you know, that's, a, I guess the pro of the corporate system is that that's just kind of how it nah, works, you know what right? it is i i do remember um another uh, former guest actually the inaugural guest donnie told donnie me this. yeah he was telling me that yo the company remembers you for the home runs mm-hmm. so as long as you could make those home runs yeah. occasionally mm-hmm. your job is cool yeah but they don't remember you for touching first yeah, so i, I totally was like agree. Huh, that's why this fucking country is fucked up <laughs> Because everybody's aiming for home runs and nobody's really working with a sense of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like leads to the other point about the MTA um, worker episode that we, you know, Joanna, Joanna Uh Briley, right? Mm -hmm. She was saying like, yo, a lot of people are lackadaisical. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you go to like Korea and Japan, if a train is late like two minutes from the announced time, Mm -hmm. yo, the country as a whole has a fit. Yeah. Because, like, how can this be possible? Yeah. This is what you promised. Yo, how can you be so yeah. careless mm-hmm. and different? Mm-hmm. But, yo, this country is built on indifference, as yeah. JoJo has suggested. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Joanna, you know, she said so astutely of just, like, certain, like, you know, things that no one wants to do. Like, in America, people are just like, someone else is going to do it. Yeah. Whereas, like, other countries where it's much more of, like, a collective thing right. of just, like, okay, if I don't do it, someone else has to do it. Mm. So, let's just, like, throw this away, you know, or something like that, which mm. is pretty profound. Mm-hmm. Roommates. And then, you know, I have, like, one fork, right? And he would just leave that fork in the sink. Mm. And I'm just, like, are you, like, for me, I'm just, like, oh, I'm just, my hands are already wet. I'm just going to, like, wash this, right? right? It doesn't, it takes, like, two seconds of my time. Right. But then for them, it's just, like, it's not mine, so I'm not doing it. And you're just, yeah. like, what the fuck? 
fuck we live here yeah, together yeah, yeah. that's it's, some real selfish shit it's real selfish yeah, yeah. so it's like it's like same, i think it's a difference in, yeah it's a, it's a difference in concept it's like you're special mm-hmm. whereas in asia we're taught you're not special <laughs> uh-uh, yeah like you're fucking part of the majority kid mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. why do you think you're special yeah yeah that's how they tell you but yeah. in america they're like nah you're special yeah and in reality a lot of these motherfuckers ain't special mm-hmm. but yeah to Anyways, each his own to each his own um so in terms of like being special uh yeah. I, I mean, maybe that's not the point that we're trying to talk over mm-hmm. here like i think we should really talk about actually yeah let's talk about being special and about being the person that's doing the work and not necessarily getting their rightful due okay because i think we got this recent example about the writer for um crazy Crazy rich Rich asians Asians, right this is so she was brought on for the second movie she got brought on for the second movie yeah i believe so and so the story is um you know they have a a writer already it was this white guy who wrote the proposal that like huge romantic hit comedy right they already had him but then john chu wanted like a female asian perspective like even though if he writes like a good base he wanted someone to read it and to kind of like add the nuances or um you know make sure it was true to the character right Mm -hmm. it's something that you know a white man can't possibly understand so in theory everything's good right right but then she it turns out that he his starting like offers were like 880 like 900 close uh, to a million yeah close to a million um adele was offered 110k right so it was like one tenth of what sun was trying to get exactly yeah and it's the the company responded by saying you know she's a tv writer you know she's like editing something that's already written mm. um and you know they're saying that right um yeah so people you know were like oh he's like a rom-com superstar right mm. but that's like his biggest hit right but then adele Lim, like she's wrote for like countless tv shows like she's a veteran like she's a veteran yeah, herself okay writer. okay um, and, you know, she's someone who's authentic to the main character. So right. she has a lot of cultural knowledge. But she kind of came out into the market saying that, you know, I kind of felt like soy sauce, to be honest with you. What, you what know, that in that, mean? like, all these right people, oh, like, you know, they you. wrote the script and so, they so wanted me to the sprinkle in. seasoning exactly. to make sure. And but the seasoning is what takes it to the, to the, to the home the base, mi- though. Yeah but, yeah, but she was just like, you know, by principle, just like, she's like, I need to walk away from this because it's a disparity i get it like there's different experiences but this disparity is too much and the thing is apparently the white guy like the writer he offered to like split it with her mm. to be like i want you to stay i think this is fucked up but she's like thanks but like it's just a principle that's wrong like you doing this is not gonna like fix anything gotcha. so mm. so that was a whole debacle what, what, what are your thoughts about this so my thoughts is i think it is messed up Okay. I there were articles that came out that said if you look at it in terms of credits, um, Adele has more credits to more network um, projects than this guy, this other guy. You know, his on he had kind of that one hit home run. Bas- that mm. basically to bring it full circle, he had that one home run, and Adele had like you know maybe not quite like a glamorous home run, but a couple hits, right? Right. But and they were still playing basically in the same league let's right. say but then you know he was kind of uh, perched up from his one hit wonder as this like big writer while she who's been consistent and like in this industry for years was like not be- being compensated fairly mm. so i thought she did the right thing about walking away um obviously we don't know the full story of just mm. kind of like you know hmm. like because sometimes there are people who will like name a price first right being like oh i'm i'm looking for this range right, right. and they're like oh shit i was gonna give them more but then she said this range or he it's it's so tricky it's so yeah, that's what nuanced. i'm saying like i'm not saying what adele did is right or wrong yeah. or what the studio did is right yeah. or wrong because and that's a takeaway i've been in yeah. those type of situations where like so tricky this company now wants to do this thing about a korean show right mm. so i kind of brought this opportunity and um they got a little budget from the main company in korea mm-hmm. to try to get this thing green lighted yes so they taxed this company that i introed uh to put together a pitch mm-hmm. right and um the person who was assigned to do this pitch has years of experience mm-hmm. working in this format of tv yeah I brought the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I have a little experience producing some content. I made one documentary, but this is also my culture. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know it as well. But of course, I'm getting a small, tiny cut, cut from this. Even though I brought this opportunity, I know this culture. Yeah. But how can I talk to somebody who has 15 years of experience in this particular medium? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, where do I make the argument yeah. that like, yo, I'm gonna walk away from this shit? Yeah. If anything, they could have just like in Adele's case too. Like, once again, I'm just fucking you know being devil's hypothetical. Yeah. Hypothetical. Uh-huh. If she doesn't take that job, mm-hmm. they could find somebody else to get that job, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, can they? Like, well, there's other Asian woman writers out there. For sure. Right? I think, you know, there is merit to her doing it so publicly because now if, you know, they do hire another person, mm. either they're going to have to be cognizant that, like, now they're being accused as a company of discriminating. Mm. So they're going to be like a lot more careful about selecting mm. and like disclosing and stuff like that. So I do think like, because there was like a public element to it and there was, she, it was kind of heroic what she did in that, like, I'm going to do this. So you have the courage to do this. So she wants some Jesus thing. Christ type <laughs> shit. So she killed no, herself. No, no, no. But you so know, like, it's, it's like, you so know, everybody, now, could, everybody else could reap the benefits. <laughs> and it's like a PR nightmare, especially like this is, a movie that was marketed to be the Asian American beacon of blank and like, but now for the like, record, you know, for the record, <laughs> I did not like crazy rich Asians, yeah. but you know, just saying like that's, they, they profit off of standing for Asian Americans right. and like representing them. Right. But in the closed curtains, you're not paying them or like, you're not treating them as equals. Right. Mm. So Yeah. Cause you're just try- so you're trying to monetize off of this audience mm. and like these yellow faces on screen, but you're not gonna like actually get people who are making this paid mm. or like have them be part of the community. So there's like hypocrisy in that, mm. right? No, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Um. So speaking of that, though, mm-hmm. um, we just talked about we kind of slightly hinted at how negotiation could fuck up your bag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um. Know your worth. Yeah. Know your worth. You know what I'm saying? But. How do you know your worth if nobody has taught you how to negotiate? Yeah. Like, because I remember when I was trying to get my first, like, full-time benefit job. Yeah. I had nobody that I could speak to, Mm -hmm. especially in the field I was in, which was, like, in rap media. Like, Mm -hmm. what is, like, a ballpark? Yeah. There's no glass door for rap writers. Uh And at the time, there wasn't no no glass Mm -hmm. door. So I had, like, no benchmarks like understanding of like okay what is like a starting salary or if i have a senior in my title how much am i supposed to be making mm-hmm. in this type of a company yeah because if i'm a senior analyst at like goldman i'm probably making a lot more than what i'm making as a senior editor at double xl you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah, yeah so yeah. you know whatever number that they throw at you my first instinct was whatever number they throw at you, you know, you're supposed to say, yo, like, add, add, want, a, like, add a couple thousand like, more. Mm-hmm. Nah, what I did was whatever number they threw at me, I always made sure to add 15K more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a really good yeah. benchmark. Yeah. Yeah. I add 15K yeah. more. And then um, if they say, yo, like, now nah, we can't do that. We could do this. They probably add like 5K more yeah, to yeah, their yeah. initial offer or whatever. Some people, they usually add like 2.5, mm-hmm. more, right? And I'll be like, nah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll say like, uh, this is an arbitrary number. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's an adjective I always <laughs> like to use. Mm-hmm. Yo, this isn't an arbitrary number in order for me to fully commit to this particular company or part- this particular project. This is the math that I have come up with. You know, if you want to talk about other terms and benefits, you know, we yeah. could discuss maybe um, uh, more vacation days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe like earlier review. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like those are all type of things that kind of had to like figure out um, by asking vets. Mm-hmm. Like I had to ask like, actually I had to ask Donnie mm-hmm. about this whole shit. I was mm-hmm. like, yo, how do I maneuver this? And he was basically yeah. like telling me this is what you say. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you can negotiate anything. Yeah. That's so, a big takeaway. So that's kind of like what I learned from that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you've obviously had way more corporate job experience than me. Mm-hmm. So you've worked at MTV mm-hmm. and then now you work at 
CNN, great big story. Mm-hmm. Warner Media. Oh, is it just just yeah. just that? Yeah, Viacom, okay, Warner you. Media. Yeah, I've worked at CBS. Right, right. Yeah. So you worked at like some major media conglomerates. Mm-hmm. So how did you like negotiate for your first job? Were you clueless? Totally clueless. And like I made that number one mistake of like saying your the number first. You know, so you're, the rule of thumb is that you are never supposed to give a range because the recruiter will be like, so what is like the range that you're looking for? What's the number you'll be happy with? And what people don't really understand is that these recruiters, like they bag the difference, right? right. So, you know. Recruiters yeah, bag the difference, difference, man. Yeah. Yo, nothing in the world is free. <laughs> these recruiters are not out here. Yeah. For your benefit. Yeah. They're out. They're literally headhunters. Yeah. And it was like such a sad realization when I learned that because I, I love my first recruiter mm. and I thought he was like really looking out for me. Hell no. Yeah. Because he was like, okay, I, I, I got you a little bit more. I They really can't do more than this. And he made it so like it, he was doing me a favor. And it's incredible how genuine they can sound. That's how like terrible people are. I mean, that's kind of yeah. same thing with real estate brokers. Yeah. And you're, you know they're I mean? just so genuine. They sound and you think like even for me i have pretty good nunchi like i have pretty good like self like awareness of like people and i feel like i can read people but at that time obviously i'm a vulnerable like 22 year old like you know this kind of taking it for what it is like this person what they're telling me so i made the mistake of like saying my number first right and then you know they were like who knows maybe they're like oh shit yes we had like 60k account for this and she only said this much right i'm copying that difference right I didn't know that. So learn that you're never supposed to give a number. And so if people, what are you supposed to say? Like, so, what's the number that they asking for? Yeah, those are like, well, it's a range. It's like, you know, I would just feel more comfortable if we were further along the process. Um, what is the number that you have? How much do you have budgeted for this? So mm. you kind of turn it around to them. Yeah, for sure. And you, you just have to keep doing it, even though, although it's uncomfortable. Because they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, but what what is it? And I'm going to be like, no, 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 what is it? Like, you just have to keep doing it till they tell you the range. Right. Um, and so that's kind of a rule of thumb. And once they tell you a range, just like you said, if it's not anywhere close to what you want, then you bring it in with like, all right, is there room for a negotiation in other areas? Like, for example, like my friend, she, she was not getting the rate that she wanted. Mm. So she asked them to pay for her Soho house membership. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So things like that, honestly, just being, yeah, you know, kind of tight. Yeah. Just being like, all right, well, if you can't give me that, then, you know, I, I'd like I'm applying for Soho House and I'd like for you to number one write me a recommendation was that friend white yeah of course yeah white female and she was like and and I want you to you know pay for it because yeah. like for my job that will help the company hey, yo, it will give me a network no offense to all the white females out <laughs> there but y'all know what I'm talking about it's like, big dick energy you know what I'm saying it's, it applies to them as well yeah, it's like yeah. y'all know what y'all doing you know Kanye even said like yo I kind of what is it the line that Kanye said? Like the confidence of a white, like I'm so, I'm so amped right now. I got confidence of a white male. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that definitely exists in, totally. a, in the corporate environment. Yeah. Man. And especially for us Asians, like, of course we have our privilege as Asian Americans. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to get pulled by, pulled by the cops. Like, you know, if I'm like driving a nice car and shit, totally. you know what I mean? But yeah. there is this fucking thing, man, yeah. that exists in corporate offices that, I don't know if it's because of the education that we lack in the household. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a big part of it, mm-hmm. right? Because we weren't taught like, yo, you're special. Or yeah. Maybe our parents didn't have like American jobs where they could teach us like, okay, this is how you negotiate. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. that's all part of it. Because, you know, when you're in that environment, like, it just seems like our white colleagues know some shit mm-hmm. that we don't. They're way ahead of us. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's true because yeah, you know they probably are in circles with like where they hear stories like this all the time like oh right. why don't why don't you ask them for this then or like why don't yeah. you ask them for that oh i did this and you know i had a friend who um you know the, her white colleague was just like hey how much do you make it was you know like for us that's like or in the asian culture that's really rude nah, or, and, and, nah, and korean culture is and, not rude but then for them it was like they were in the same role uh, so it wasn't like you know like departmental difference right, or fr- right, amongst right, friends right. it was just like their colleagues and he was like hey how much do you make and she was like i can't believe he asked me that's so that's like because you know how and she was also afraid like what if i make way less 
Yeah. And he judges me for it. What mm. if I make way more? But then now he's gonna, you know. So and she, you know, she act, ended up sharing in the condition that he would share. Mm. And turns out he was already making more than her. Yeah. Because he was initially gonna ask to be like, oh, if like she makes more than me, as she make, he was like, oh, I guess I already make more than you. And she was like, wait, you make more than me? Right. Like I was here a year longer than you, yeah. and I have more clients. So then she went up to HR and to be yeah. like, so I know how this person makes how much, and they're like. How did you figure out the information? You know, we have like an internal your rate card. Business. Yeah, you're just like we talk. Hello. Yeah. So, and so she was just like, you know, that was one thing I learned from that white guy who was just yeah. like, dude, like knowledge is power. No. And 1, he was non-apologetic, and she was like, you know what? I shouldn't be apologetic either. I'm owed this information, right? right. Um, so that that's definitely a part of the negotiating too, of the like gathered that knowledge. Nah, for real. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I. F- Especially, like, I'm around a lot of Korean international students, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And because of their visa status yeah. and because of a lot of the language barrier, I feel like a lot of them, they get fucked, man. They do. They get fucked, you know, horribly mm-hmm. for, like, the amount of work that they put in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to talk like somebody very close to me and somebody that I love dearly is going through that all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they do. You yeah. know what I mean? They put in a lot of work. They let them do a lot of fucking work. And then when the presentation time comes, like, because of the language barrier, they might not get the full credit. Yeah. And then, like, if they get, like, called out for some shit, even though they did, like, all the grunt work, you know, when the negotiation time comes, like, they don't really know how to present it as well. Mm-hmm. That's why, for all my sisters, especially, mm-hmm. it's getting fucked. <laughs> I'm out here. That's why I'm extra confident. Mm-hmm. I'm extra blunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Asking for extra money. Yeah, for sure. You know? So. And that's the thing of just like that. If you're at the point where you're negotiating. Yeah. Like people need to understand and if you're one of the final candidates right like it's gonna take them more money to hire someone else like go through the whole process again yeah of like like you know putting out the job listing you know having adding hours to this recruiter's time when they could be recruiting other people that mm. like it really is like okay fine like we'll just like throw them some more money like because like that time is money right? right they're trying to save time so it's like don't ever feel bad ever i know it's easier said than done because like at the end of the day you're talking to a human being you're not talking to a computer about money mm. um but like don't feel fucking bad like collect what you're old that's actually a very yeah. good point man mm-hmm. don't feel bad about asking for money mm-hmm. know your worth yeah man. no it's so Shit. true <laughs> i feel like i know my worth but yeah. even when I, I said that i'm thinking like this recent transaction that i made i'm like uh-huh. i should have got i should have asked for more yeah. because okay so they asked me for like you know they asked me like two thousand dollars for this project yeah it's obviously a four thousand dollar project yeah you know what i mean and i was like okay can you do three thousand mm-hmm. and they coughed it up mm. so i'm like fuck fuck <laughs> i should have asked for four thousand know yeah, I mean? yeah 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 like, yeah yeah you know uh-huh. what i mean but if i if i was just like a fucking sucker and i would be like yeah sure you know mm-hmm. you're like a friend of a friend i'm gonna yeah, hold yeah. you down whatever yeah yeah, yeah. You know or just what I mean? a cool brand yeah so whatever like, a, but yeah. it's like nah man time mm-hmm. is fucking money man mm-hmm. i'm not trying Always. to do anyone a favor no i'm not trying to do favors out here yeah exactly unless you're like a really good friend but or, then you know or unless you're the one doing the exploitation mm-hmm. yeah ask people for favors <laughs> but if you are the one that's about to get exploited nah don't look for favors mm-hmm. no shit well I th- okay, well, we, we can go on and on about this I topic. I know, man. This shit was kind of fun. This was fun. It was like a venting session. I feel so much mm. better now. <laughs> mm. But I want our listeners to like, you know, sometimes I like to think of our podcast like we're your big brother, we're big sister. Nah, that's not the case. Wait, what? Nah, I never thought that. I'm always imagining our listener to be like, yeah, I'm going to like do what they that's what you think yeah. <laughs> i never thought that you know what i mean it's wild oh, out here kidding. i'm just trying to tell our listeners yo like yo each his own man yeah, you, you, you survive you yeah, survive on your own no one you know what I'm uh, saying? but yeah i want to know if our listeners actually like this episode if they want us to like maybe we can even bring in like a negotiation specialist actually or, that's even know. yeah because yo i thought we started this podcast with the focus of occupations occupations <laughs> you know what i mean as much as i love to inspire people <laughs> with arts and crafts yeah, let's but yo let's talk about real shit real shit you know what i mean yeah for sure so yeah on that note it's been another episode of 699 per pound podcast yes. we're available on spotify apple podcast anchor yo man if you could spend 15 dollars a night <laughs> 
<laughs> going out to buy a drink. Yo, you could put down $6.99 per month mm-hmm. on Anchor. You know what I'm saying? If 500 of y'all contribute yeah. each month $6.99, yo, that's $3,500 for $6.99 per pound podcast yeah. to do bigger and better yeah. things. And we can get Michael paid. We can mm. get Marcus paid. We can get we Michael get, paid. We, we, could, we get, could get paid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Everybody, you know, everybody's Love worth something. You know what I mean? Mm. But yo, most importantly, like, yo, we could get better equipment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Do more events. Yeah. And then fucking bring in cooler in, people. Invest in like more video content. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you could see this gorgeous, the gorgeous, gorgeous human hairline. being. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yo, a thousand followers. And then yeah, yeah. no bucket hat for goal. J Key for a week. Yeah. And bucket, bucket hat for JoJo, JoJo for a week. week. Thousand followers. You don't want to miss that. Two hundred more. Make sure. Bong bong bong. Peace. Hey yo, it's 6.99 per pound. Podcast.